you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can hoggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Okay, hi everyone. Um, this is Three Fates Decide. I'm Liz, and I'm with my two uh, co-hosts here, Mary and Sam. Hello. Hey. Okay, so tonight's topic is movies. It's the movie episode. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Love movies. Yeah, I love movies too. I mean, I've yet to meet anybody who can actually say I despise movies with a burning passion. <laughs> if, if there are such people, they need to just go somewhere because that's just horrendous. Definitely. So, all right. First question is what is your favorite movie of all time if you can pick one? I have I have at least 3 maybe 4 just really depends on the day. Okay. Um for me, one of the best movies that I've ever seen that I am enthralled with every time I see it on TV or actually I own it on DVD now is and it is controversial but it's Gone with the Wind. Ah, uh, yes. Good this movie. Is, Very good movie. It, it is a wonderful movie. I mean, it is controversial in the way certain um, stereotypes mm-hmm. are portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but if... Because I, I, like a lot of people, try tend to want to watch a book, a movie to escape reality a bit. So, but and going back, if you think about it for what, especially for that one, when it was when it was made back in the 30s the the stereotypes they weren't really stereo, stereotypical like they are nowadays right you know? so i kind of i kind of have to shove that to the back of my mind like yeah they portrayed these portrayed this wrong and this is not right and just watch the movie overall you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah no anyway, i i it's, it's yeah. controversial to, it's a controversial movie to watch i mean really Depending on what, no, I agree. but that was probably one of my favorites. Um, the Wizard of Oz will always be <laughs> near yeah, and my, dear to my heart. My sister kind of ruined that for me. Oh, she watched it one too many times. Yeah, I see. I'm excited to show it to my daughter when she gets a little bit older and can understand it. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, no, like my kids will still yeah. know about it because it is a classic but i see it and i usually can't watch it because i've just seen it i can probably do that movie verbatim without the movie playing uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah. it is a good movie yeah i agree um, the sound of music is another one <sighs> for me the sound i have a funny story about that movie god i love that movie 
Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I just... I'll, I'll, I'll tell this real quick. Um, a couple of years ago uh, at an IMAX theater, theater, they were doing Sound of Music uh, sing-along. Right. Edition. Yeah, mm -hmm. sing -along edition, and yeah. So, you know, we all, my, my sister-in-law got us tickets and, you know, all the women in my family and her family, we went and there's just so many older people that actually like it, it kind of felt like uh rocky horror where they all like dressed up you know they <laughs> oh, were people dressed as nuns too. oh yeah no, there were so many that. women dressed as nuns it was hilarious and it's like you know <laughs> you know that it's a sing-along so obviously like that first song like the music ramps up as you know it, the helicopter's going toward the hill and all of a sudden you know she starts singing the hills are alive and literally the entire all of these old people also were like the hills are alive. I lost it. I died. I just I could I missed the first song because I was too busy crying <laughs> because all these people were just singing at the top of their lungs so passionately. <laughs> I, just, I, I I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen, heard in my entire life. It was awesome. Rest in peace, Christopher Plummer. Yes, I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah, yeah. So that and, was three. Yeah. My fourth one is one that I don't know if a lot of people have actually ever really heard of it. Um, it's called Gigi. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Gigi. Yeah. yeah, Gigi's good. Yes. I mean, another, obviously, another controversial topic of the movie. I mean, really? But it's mm -hmm. so well acted and the music in it it's just oh my gosh it gives me chills when i watch it yeah it is a very well done movie yeah yeah, yeah. i just thought it was really interesting like um for gigi they had um leslie caron playing gigi and the funny thing is that when gigi was on broadway it was played by a relatively unknown actress named audrey hepburn Hmm. It was like just before she was doing Roman Holiday, so she was kind of like a relative nobody, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact. Cool. Yeah, I don't remember the exact timeline now. I have to look it up, but I think it was like the same year or within a few months before she did um, Roman Holiday. In fact, I think Gigi was the reason why she got cast in Roman Holiday was because the producer or the director or somebody saw her on Broadway playing Gigi and thought she played a young ingenue character very well. And you need like a very pretty, but also somebody you can actually believe is a, you know, young energetic princess going on an escapade. So um and, it was and, yeah it and was there, done in 1951 so and there is my uh movie nerddom uh <laughs> proof there you go good job <laughs> no that's actually really interesting though i like i like stuff like that though i like you know learning about that kind of stuff oh yeah i i love that i love learning about old hollywood i mean um it's actually slightly related to uh I, I had to really think about like what my favorite movie would be. And after thinking about it, actually, I feel like it may actually be The Wizard of Oz because one of now my memories of my childhood, like 
gets very fuzzy at a certain point. So one of the earliest memories I can very clearly remember was I was about five years old at the time, like five, almost six-ish. And the first two movies I can distinctly remember watching was the um, the old Disney uh, version of Cinderella and The Wizard of Oz. So those two, between those two movies, they left the strongest early impression on my mind. Mm-hmm. And, right. And then subsequently, I happen to come from, so just briefly, I come from a family with like really weird age gaps because my parents actually had me in their early 40s. So you're, so I was raised by parents who their early childhood was like the late 30s. So they, when they grew up, they were growing up watching what is arguably the golden age of Holly, you know, old Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, in the 40s and 50s and even in the 60s. So mm-hmm. whenever they want to watch, you know, some of these older movies, because it's like, oh, you know, this, remember this is what we used to watch, you know, after school, or this is what we watched when we went on a date. I would start watching these things too. So I, my childhood was basically growing up with Disney movies and MGM musicals. Yep. Is basically <laughs> what it is. So that's why like, I, I was just like really, I was actually kind of impressed Mary earlier when you were saying like, you know, your favorite movies were like Gone with the Wind and Sound of Music and Wizard of Oz because my grandmother, she loved Gone with the Wind. Mine did too. That's yeah. where I got my love of it. Right. And the other thing that I, I have to like point out though is that my family originally came from Hong Kong. So they don't have this, I don't know if you want to call it a baggage or what would be the right term for it, but they don't have this kind of context of like racism that exists in the US because to them, a movie like Gone with the Wind is just this almost like a fantasy movie from another country that's like a foreign country and a foreign culture and, you know, something completely almost like alien to them. So Mm -hmm. they have no, you know, cultural, historical hangups, I guess, maybe the right way to put it, about slavery, which as we all know, is a ter- was is a stain on this country, quite frankly. But you know, mm-hmm. for my grandmother, she loved seeing you know this you know she loved seeing Vivian Lee wearing all these like dresses and you know like pra- like costume changes like you know every other scene practically, because for her that is the fantasy of the young lady. Because you know, for my grandmother, she was kind of she's not she wasn't like a rich girl per se but you know she came from a family that was like you know what we we would consider middle middle class but you know in in a chinese context especially at that time they they were relatively wealthy compared to a lot of other people so you know right so she was kind of raised almost like a social debutante type of thing to, to a certain degree, like she would get a ladies education where 
she'd get like basic education of like you know history and all and math and all that kind of stuff but it wouldn't be anything higher than you know high school level because why does she need to know she i mean she doesn't need like an advanced college degree i mean she's going to get married and have kids and everything and you know expect it to be you know it, you know her husband's like helpmate and support you know and support him you know socially and whatever so yeah that gone with the wind was kind of appealing to her because of you know how beautiful Vivian Lee was and um my mom loves loves the sound of music so there you go three generations of us loving three different movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so my absolute favorite I first saw this movie when I was in college because I was a film major. So I took, uh, you know, obviously a bunch of film classes in terms of, you know, watching movies and breaking them down and all that stuff. And the one that really resonated with me my first year of college was Casablanca. Uh, yeah, Casablanca, yeah. And so I always consider that like my my favorite just because like the first time I saw it, I was just so enraptured. Like I, I just like it I couldn't get it out of my head. Like I I just and to me that's what makes, you know, a good movie. Cause like it just I it it was just so amazing to me. I literally was just speechless. Um, so that definitely is I would say like my number one favorite, but definitely Sound of Music is up there. Um, I already mentioned Wizard of Oz, unfortunately cannot be in my top because of my <laughs> sister watching it over and over and over and over and over. I think my dad finally said, you know what, Toto's dead. And <laughs> just to get her to stop watching, <laughs> it was so oh, bad. Um, but, and then honestly, <laughs> One of my favorites, uh, or two of my favorites, I should say, are more, I would say, current uh, in terms of like my childhood, and that's the Sandlot. Okay, and yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. I that one. Mrs. Doubtfire also, because oh, you gotta God. love Robin Williams. Pretty much anything with Robin Williams in it was <laughs> awesome for me. Um, so. I would have to say when it comes towards more of a modern movie. Oh, please excuse me. <clears throat> I would have to say um, one of my favorites of all time has to be Ace Ventura Pet Detective 1 and 2. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I was actually just on TV, I think, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, oh. I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. Especially when he's in his comedic form and his element. <laughs> And those are some of the best movies I've ever seen with him. That and my aunt, my great aunt always hated Jim Carrey. What? So, let needless to say, every time she'd come visit, guess what I watched <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I was a, that I was I was a spiteful child. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that that movie was literally just on yesterday, and the moment one of the moments that just cracks me up is it's at the end of the movie. And he's driving Dan Marino back to the stadium and Dan Marino asks him for more gum and he goes, that's none of your business. And I would like, I would thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. And I don't know why I find that line hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. funny. Yes. No, I, like, I agree. That's 
that's and Dumb and Dumber. We're yeah, gonna Jim so Carrey. Well, Dumb and Dumber, definitely. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, good. the mask was good too. Yes, and Liar Liar. Oh God, I was, Liar Liar. <laughs> I was a big Jim Carrey fan as a kid. I was too. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is why nowadays I don't find the comedy movies that funny. Yeah. No, I agree. I feel like the comedy movies today almost try too hard. Well, I think they've gone too far. They've gone from being funny to just being outrageously gross. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many times you can you can do a sexual funny joke. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jim Carrey's movies, they were funny because they were the slapstick comedy funny. Right. Like It was just yeah. like rim shot after rim shot after rim shot. They, he just brought it one right after another, after another, after another. He never thought about it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, same thing with Robin Williams. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I know they were written that way, but. But I think I read. Well, I, I know definitely Robin Williams, but I'm sure Jim Carrey also, they improv a lot of that stuff. I mean, they were stand up comics. So, exactly. you know. They they could improv like I would hate to work with them because I would just be like wait what <laughs> what are you doing I would I would be laughing the entire time if I worked with those two <laughs> nothing would have gotten done because I would just been like they would have said something and I'd just have been dying of laughter yeah you know this just remind this just reminds me like in terms of comedies like one of my favorites like like relatively modern times um was Robin Hood Men in Tights. <gasps> yes. We're men. We're men in tights. Tight tights. <laughs> oh god. Yes, that was so good. Well, I love um oh what's his name? What Mel Brooks? Thank you. I yeah. love Mel Brooks movies because like space balls. Yeah, yeah. Was the other like, one I really liked a lot. That was funny. Uh, like he and even like the producers, like that's his. Right. Um well, it's versions. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Hilarious. I love comedies though. I mean Yeah, yeah I think just... I think we I think we all seem to like more of the old school comedies versus like the newer stuff. Cause I mean the newer stuff is like you know, there's just so many times you can use like fart jokes and gross out humor. I mean, it's like who yeah. you almost start wondering like who the hell is actually writing these things anymore? I mean, you know, there's nothing it's like for me, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me it feels like the some of the intelligence disappeared in in a lot of comedies. Mm -hmm. It's kind of disappointing because as silly as like Mel Brooks's stuff can get the thing is that there, there's still something very smart about the humor because it's like a mixture of spoofing something but in mm -hmm. order to spoof something well you have to actually understand what this original concept was and then figure out a way to like twist it on its head or kind of mirror it in a in like a funhouse mirror kind of way and that's what makes it funny. And yeah. you just don't find a lot of that kind of humor anymore, really. That kind of humor writing. Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, like, um, Will, um, Will, Will Ferrell. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I loved the first Anchorman. I thought that was hilarious. But, like, almost every other movie he's done since then, I'm not 
like I don't find them very funny. I, but like Anchorman, I thought was hilarious. I don't know. I've never. I was. I've seen some Will Ferrell stuff. I'm just not a big fan of his. I don't. Not saying he's not a good actor. He is. It's just. I don't. I don't find his brand of humor funny. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like think. I said, I think Anchorman's the only thing that I liked of his. There's Alf. No, see, I just. Oh yeah. He, 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 I think he over, for me anyway, I think he overplayed it. Uh, what's his name directed that? I don't know what's his name. Um, <laughs> why not? Uh, John well, Favreau. But yeah, no, I think uh, John Favreau actually directed that. I think that was one of his first movies that he directed. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like, I, I can't, I couldn't remember like what some of his other stuff was. So actually, I don't think I've watched a lot of John's movies. Other than Iron Man and Elf. Uh, actually, he probably directed more than you think. Let me go to his IMDb, IMDb page. <laughs> Director. So he's doing a lot with Disney now. He did The Lion King movie that just came out. He did The Jungle Book. Okay, now I did like, surprisingly enough, I did like the live action Lion King. I didn't think I, I did too. I thought it was very good. I did too, because I mean, I loved the I loved the animated version, the cart, the original. Mm -hmm. I was like, loved it. I'm like, there's no way it is ever going to be as good. But I was very pleasantly surprised when it was actually really good. What I liked about it was he really did try and stay true to the original. Mm-hmm. But yeah. added a little bit here a little bit there some new jokes right um, that i think were more toward like people our age who obviously saw the original mm -hmm. and has have grown up with the original um so you know just like to give oh yeah give us, uh, there was one joke that timon says well i like, like the battle at the end and i can't remember what it was and it was hilarious i like spit yeah, my I drink out yeah but I, I do like the fact that he kind of expanded that, the whole Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa mm -hmm. in the live action that wasn't, that I would have loved to have seen in the animated version. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, they kind of expanded on that. And it was so beautiful where they, where they actually shot that or whatever they did, or it might have just been CGI, but whatever it was, it was beautiful. I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's what he did. Okay, I remember. What? The uh, when he was trying to distract the hyenas, and and he started to sing "Be Our Guest." Oh, that's right. He was like, "Be our guest." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that that's a cute way to involve another movie." Yes, that was that was good. But I will say I was disappointed by the Aladdin remake. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I liked. So. I. I guess I like that they gave Jasmine a little bit more of a voice, but I mean, I feel like they kind of took it a little too far, I guess. Um, yeah, well, I think the, the song that she sang actually on the album, they have it as like one because it's actually like a song that's split up into two pieces in the movie. But mm -hmm. they actually have it on the CD as like one song. It's actually a really awesome song, mm -hmm. um, and has like a great message. But yeah, I wasn't overly impressed either. 
I think that what really, uh, what really did it for me is, I mean, I love Will Smith. Do not get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of his, of his movies. I did not like him as the genie. He, he actually did not want to do it at first. He had said no. And he said the reason why he said no is because he knows no one can do the genie like Robin like Williams. Exactly. I mean, you think of the genie, you think of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, even uh, when on Broadway, everyone know. I mean, the day that Robin Williams died, they did a whole thing um, at the Aladdin shows for for him. Like he is the genie. That's just that's how it is. Like you know. So like mm-hmm. Will Smith did not want to do it because he did not want to seem like he was either copying or overstepping or anything like that. So he tried to kind of turn it into his own. But it's just it's hard when all you think about. I think no matter who it, it was, I don't think right. it was going to matter who the actor was. I don't think right. anyone would be happy because it's not Robin Williams. <laughs> And I mean, I, I did under, I did get that. And I knew that going in that it was going to be completely different. It's just, it, mm-hmm. it was so, just so disappointing, even though I knew going into it, it wasn't him. It, it was never <laughs> you were hoping he was magically going to appear. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get that. But I mean, other than that, I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad. But it mm. just was so much better. I liked uh, I liked Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I in- was pleasantly surprised with that remake. Yeah, yeah, that one was that one was pretty good. Honestly, like Luke Evans as Gaston was hilarious. It was perfect. He was awesome. Yes, and I'm not sure. And Josh the yeah, he's the one who plays um, what's his name in Frozen? Um, Olaf. 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 Yeah. Okay, it's the same actor. Mm-hmm. Oh my! He God. was hilarious, but he's he funny was... in in general. Yeah, but I mean, LeFou was mwah, Chef's kiss, perfect. Yeah, no, he was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like, a oh lot of God. people had something to say about um, Emma Watson, but I didn't think she did bad. I thought she did pretty good. I mean, she really kind of reminded me of Belle. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And I mean, yeah, she's not a, a fantastic singer, but Belle doesn't sing that much. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, not like in the musical. If they did, like, the musical version, I'd be like, all right, you got to find somebody else. But, right. you know, they did the movie version, so she doesn't sing that mm-hmm. much. She sings, like, two songs. Yeah. I mean, she did fine. And I thought Dan Stevens was awesome. Oh, Yeah. As the beast, but I love him. I do too. Yeah. I liked him since Downton Abbey. Yep. I was so mad when he died. I know. Well, he, he requested to be written off. That was a thing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well. yeah, you've gone on to do some. I mean, granted, he went on and did some, he's done some, done well for himself, but he was doing so well on that show. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. And I mean, the show only lasted, what, another. Two or three seasons after that, like you couldn't I wait two or three years like that. It really, well, it was like six seasons. Was it six or oh. eight seasons? I think six. I think six. I think so there's like three seasons left. It's kind something. of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Dan Stevens, he kind of got me when um, in um, Sense and Sensibility. Actually, that was the first time I ever saw him anything. 
I'm trying to think. Who was he in Sense and Sensibility? Edward Ferrers. Oh my god, yes. Okay, the, I've not seen the Sense and Sensibility then. Oh he my was, god. Was, they did an adaptation back, actually on ITV in the UK, and they showed it on uh, Masterpiece Theater, like, I think the following year. But um, they did, like, three different adaptations. Uh, adaptations they did Mansfield Park, uh, Sense and Sensibility, and Northanger Abbey. Okay, because I've seen all three of those. I actually own all three of these movies. However, he's not in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, he was Edward Ferris. That's how I saw that was literally the first time I ever saw Dan Stevens and that was like, what, 2007-2008? It was something like that. Because I have like the, the 1995 version. Oh, okay. <laughs> With yeah, you're, you're thinking Hugh Grant, but yeah, yeah Hugh Grant yeah. played it in that. Right. But yeah, I forgot he played it in, in that one. Last <laughs> night in the house. <laughs> I have, I, yeah, Jane Austen is my absolute favorite author. I have, mm-hmm. I, I've not every adaptation, but I've seen a lot of them, a lot of adaptations. Like I will, it, you know, you ask me about, I will probably know it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That, that's why I got really confused because I was like, wait a second. Well, yeah, at first I was like, wait, I don't remember him in that movie because I was thinking the same as you, like the 1995. And then when you said Edward Ferris, I was like, oh, you're you're talking about that version. <laughs> yeah, because I, I didn't even know there was that version, honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I, I stick with what I like and I don't usually change. <laughs> he's just so pretty. He's really pretty. Dan, Dan Stevens, yeah. Yes, he is very pretty. I have a thing um, for blue eyes, I think. Jesus. Um, <laughs> hmm. Like, we couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> Who are my top faves? Um, so, what movies have affected you? So, like, uh, I'm going to express something about myself. So, I have a fear of sharks, right? I'm okay. sure you can see where this is going, maybe. Okay. And it's oh, because at yep. five, oh. parents let me watch Jaws. Oh, God. Oh. And ever clown. since then, I have a fear. Now, I live by the ocean. Clown. Mine's clown because of it. Oh, so boy. any, any either of you have movies that have affected you? I, well, and another funny story and totally embarrassing. My siblings like to make fun of me. So I'm five, right? Mm-hmm. To me, the shark was doing what sharks do. I didn't think it was weird that it was just eating people to, you know, whatever. I thought, oh, that's what sharks do. They just eat people. Hey. <laughs> so when they killed the shark at the end, I actually cried because I thought it was animal cruelty. Aww. I cried for the shark. That's actually kind of sweet. <laughs> <laughs> just this is what I was thinking. I was like, that's kind of sweet. Aww. I'm like, my, like my, my family makes fun of me all the time, but I was like, why they killed the shark? He was just doing what he does. I don't understand. <laughs> you were five. I was like five years old. <laughs> you should not have been watching Jaws. And I believe I was at my beach house the first time I saw it too. So it was like, oh, tomorrow, let's go to the beach. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me. <laughs> Even now, I don't like to go past my knees. Well, I don't like to go past my knees because I'm not that that strong of a swimmer. Mm. I mean, I can swim. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I mean, if my, I got caught in a riptide, I'd be, I would be a little. 
Yeah. I mean, you have to be someone who knows how to swim in the ocean to kind of yeah. get get out of those. But it's so funny because, like, you know, my mom would told me to get over my fear. Well, just make sure someone's in front of you. So that no. if there is a shark, it's not going to come after you. I was like, I don't want to see someone else get attacked either. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and what yeah. if the person that's in front of me is my sibling? Then what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, have has any movie ever affected you <laughs> the way Stephen Jaws has it. affected me? Stephen King's It. The original? Yes, the 1991 mm. version. Oh my god. Mm. I mean, Tim uh, Tim Curry. Oh. oh my god yeah he i love him though I he do does that. that he that does so good play. with that stuff i mean he plays creep well mm -hmm. i mean obviously i love rocky rocky horror picture show because i mean that was just like iconic yeah but, yeah I, I i hate clowns i legit hate clowns because mm. of that movie because i mean the the new one was like okay mm -hmm. but it wasn't as Scary. I mean, I it was scary, but it wasn't as scary as the original was for me. But then again, I saw the original when I think I was like eight, maybe right. nine. Yeah, that did yeah. make it scarier for you. Yeah, I was nine. I was nine when I saw that. Maybe ten. I might have saw it the next year when it came out on TV or whatever or something. I don't know. I remember I was young when I saw it, and I was like, I've hated clowns ever since. But yet, yep. I watched something with Tim Curry in it. <laughs> When I watch it, and the, the thing of it is, is that if it's on TV, I will sit and watch it. Oh, yeah. I watch Jaws still. <laughs> Again, I was a film major. So, like, yeah. I studied um, Spielberg. Right. So, I did a whole thing on the making of Jaws and and how he hated the stupid shark because the stupid shark stopped working the first day of filming when they put it in the water. Oh, yeah. And the, and the shark's name was Bruce. And Bruce. Bruce Bruce wasn't Bruce. working and the opening scene you were actually supposed to see the shark mm -hmm. and because the shark wasn't working they couldn't show it so they used music instead and it wound up making it 10 times more terrifying yeah yeah it's like the Alfred Hitchcock uh solution mm -hmm. oh god the birds oh god yeah now oh. whenever I see a flock of uh of crows or or anything I'm like oh my god you mean a murder of crows yeah, murder of crows. Yeah, it's a murder of crows. Yeah, whenever I'm, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, anytime oh, I, anytime there's a, doesn't even have to be crows, just big flocks birds. of birds. We have big flocks of birds around here in this, like in the fall, and I'm mm -hmm. just like, mm, like I'm, I'm like legit. I'm like, I know they're not coming after me, but by God, there's a lot of damn birds out here. You just flinch. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't leave my house. <laughs> I mean, Hitchcock movies are just oh, good they're, movies. they're awesome. They're amazing movies, especially for when them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the even though it's like you can tell it's so fake now compared right. to what we see, but it was they're still so good. Psycho, yeah, oh, Psycho, iconic. So. <sighs> Well, and you know, sometimes like I find that just as important as obviously like the acting and stuff like that, like the the music and the sound effects like help make. Yes. Like like I said, like with Jaws, like mm -hmm. and with a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies, the music behind it that like just like it it helps feed into that. Oh my god, it just gets you. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You know, you hear that music, you know that shark is coming. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I we're we're sitting here talking about it, and I've got the music in my head. <laughs> that is how iconic the music is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like with Psycho, the thing is when you, I mean, obviously you would have discussed this in class, you know, when you were uh, studying this, Sam, but like the thing with Psycho is that in that shower scene, when you think, when you really look at it, if you didn't have the music, you wouldn't really believe that there was a murder going on because just from the visuals alone, it's like, mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, you get these vague shots of like, a knife and she's screaming you know but the music right. is what makes water you, going down yeah, yeah. But, but it's like you know they're all they're they're like these separate shots that got pieced together but kind of the, but the music is what kind of puts it together really mm -hmm. oh yeah without that them. music it would look very stupid yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah because you know obviously it's fake oh, yeah. so because i mean it's like those those movies like the music of them are like ingrained in your head. Oh it's yeah. Like you hear you just hear a snippet of one of those and you know immediately what movie they're talking about. Yeah. You know. I was just watching a video today, speaking of iconic um music. Um and it's a guy who wore a Michael Myers mask and kept his phone and he would just pull up next to these people and blast the Halloween music <laughs> theme song. And then, like, people would, like, kind of look at him, and he would, like, quickly, sh like, turn their his head toward them, and they would, like, <laughs> scream or freak out. And then half of them started laughing because they were just like, what the hell? <laughs> but it was just, like, you hear that music, and for the most part, I mean, not everybody, but for the most part, people would know, like, oh, that's Halloween. Like, Michael Myers is walking somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Or uh, the Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. The Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Series. God, that that those movies uh, made me scared to sleep. Mm -hmm. I forget. I heard somewhere Nightmare on Elm Street is like inspired by a real story or something. Oh, don't tell me that. It doesn't surprise me if it is. I mean, I think a lot of a lot of the stuff. I think after about the early '90s, movies have kind of gotten not as good. I mean, can't say they're not good, but they're very they're much more cookie cutter like they found the formula that works so they just keep right, pumping they're gonna stick to it out over and over and over and over and over again <clears throat> yeah whereas oh, yeah. before that it was there was something there was always something different all right like there was always like new movie musicals like the mgm musicals and stuff like that but they were all like original movies right. And now, you know, if it's a movie musical, it's a musical based off of a Broadway show, which is fine. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Broadway freak. So to see that, you know, come from the stage to a, a, a you know, screen and, you know, being able to maybe go into a little bit more depth than you would if it was just on stage is great. But it's like, I, I almost feel like, like you said, like today, no one can be original anymore. They've like run out of ideas. And, and uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that mo the movie business has really changed a lot over the decades. And the thing is, is that you notice that progressively over time, some of the experimentation kind of disappeared. 
well, maybe not disappear, but like it definitely started dropping because they're ultimately chasing the dollar is mm-hmm. what it is. So it's like now what is what is the quote unquote guarantee is adapting a story from like a book or, you know, in the case of like Marvel and DC, like popular comics. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Right, that have a built-in audience that people would be familiar with and it'll draw the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. So you have that kind of stuff. So that, so now you have studios that are more trying to like do stuff like that where they feel comfortable with the notion that they will get an audience to watch this. So what's one movie that you will never, that you've watched that you will never watch again? Oh God. Um, I'd have to look up the stupid movie, but um, there was this one movie, you know, actually, you know what? Um, I'll let you guys like name a movie and I'll like actually try to look up what, what the name of it was. It's, it's just, it's so bad. I, I need to think like I know that's what I was thinking like because I've seen so many movies I'm like which one will I never what 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 is one I would never watch again I yeah th- that's what like, I need to I need a I need like a minute to like look it up mm. there is a, there is an action I'm like I'm like the other questions like you know the other question about like what's your favorite movie like I had a hard time like picking one <laughs> until I thought about it I know exactly what movie i would never watch again and i have never watched it again either because i i hated it so much it's just like i need to look up what the name of it was i just have to think of what movies i've watched oh i I know i know citizen kane again going back to old school but citizen kane hated it hated that stupid movie the whole time it was a mystery what is rosebud what is rosebud oh my god oh my god it turns out to be a stupid sled yeah, I never actually saw that. Yeah, I've never actually seen Citizen Kane. Don't waste your breath. Um, and it was considered one of the best movies of all time. Uh-uh. Yeah. I Spoiler have... alert, it's the sled. For me, it is controversial. I mean, it's not really controversial. But for me, I mean, I'm going to have to go back to old school too. It pro- would probably be The Omen. And it's mm-hmm. only because I've watched it. I mean, I watched it a couple of different times, you know, and it is just horrifically stupid to me. It was not scary. And it's kind of in the same vein as Rosemary's Baby. Like that one, I just really don't care if I ever see it again either. You know, I guess I'd have to, I'm like, I'm thinking I have to go back old school for, for ones. I mean, if I'm going new school, it'd have to be The Hangover. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a. Oh no, I know. If we want to really go new, uh, new, it would have to be uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and the Twilight movies. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that's a whole other. Uh... <laughs> that, that, oh that's god! Reason for those two, because <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of the same vein as the books. There for me, but um, I did find the name of that stupid movie that I said I was never going to watch again. I mean. As much as I said, three sixty five was like a real days was a bad movie. It is, and it is a bad movie. Like, I just, I somehow just don't hate it as much as I hate this movie. So, it's actually um, kind of like an indie crime 
comedy movie. It was, I don't think it ever like, you know, was a box office hit or anything like that. I mean, I don't know, but it's called Go. It's from 1999. And I watched this movie because as the year would suggest, this was, it was originally released in 1999. So back then we still had, you know, rental video stores. And my brother rented this movie for some reason. And he asked me and two of my cousins, because like the three of us, like we used to hang out all the time with each other. Um, because like we were all in high school and everything. So he was like telling me, like, oh, you know, I'm gonna return this video to the store in a couple of days. You know, do you want to watch it? And I was like, oh, okay, because you know, he's my older brother. So sometimes like whatever he listens to or watches or whatever, like I'll check it out too, because you know, it's like the older sibling thing like sometimes he he's into like stuff that's actually kind of cool and maybe i'd like it so we watched it and my thought was like i hate all these people in this movie there is not a single person in this movie i actually like and i'm not saying the and i'm not saying the actors are like terrible it's literally like the characters they're like terrible people like there's nothing there's pretty much almost all of them there's nothing about the characters that are likable at all to me so i just and and not to mention i thought the plot was kind of stupid i mean to me the plot was stupid maybe to somebody else it's not that bad but it's like one of those like one of those like crime heist kind of movies where it involves a drug deal and you have different characters in like an ensemble kind of storyline like they have multiple storylines that are connected to a drug deal that went wrong somehow and it's like some kind of dark comedy yeah yeah mm-hmm. after watching that movie i was like i will never watch this movie again it's so stupid i don't like any of these people at all and i haven't since so yeah like earlier when we were saying when we're talking about like you know scary movies which incidentally i don't actually have a movie that affected me like the way it and jaws did for you and sam because i was never really into like scary movies at all and the few scary movies that i did watch i watched them when i was like much much older like i was at least in my teens Mm -hmm. when i saw them so they didn't leave like any dark traumatizing impression on me because i didn't watch those things thanks for listening everyone Catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.